Hello and welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Johnson. On our last episode, we uh, talked with the guys of Grace Point. They've been going through the book, Not a Fan, and we got some of their insight and knowledge on being filled with the Holy Spirit, but I thought we'd sneak into a couple more of their sessions because they were a little quiet on that first one. So uh, I snuck in, recorded, let's listen to what they had to say the rest of their discussion. Or did she just go back to her ways? He doesn't tell us. It doesn't. I would like to know what her reaction was. We all would like to know what her reaction was. But that's, uh, hey, there's a lot of... I don't know. A lot of churches are very, very staid. And and they're they're very, very theological and and intellectual when when it comes to the scriptures. And everybody's got to be real dignified and and learned. And you talk about evangelism and that sort. And they they'll do things in the community, you know. But I'll just put it this way: some people get it, and some people don't. Yep. And we've all experienced that. Yeah. With with and and, and I don't want to say. You find it a lot in older people, too. Well, you Christian, I guess you can find it in everybody, but you, sometimes you find it in older people. Yeah. And, and I don't know how many times I've sat there and thought to myself, they sit here for 50 and 60 years <laughs> and they still don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I need to be careful. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's not even so much... Uh, have aggravated me, too. Maybe I didn't get it. But yeah. anyway... It's not even age and... It's an age and faith thing that the longer right. we get... The older we get in our faith, because you could get mm-hmm. saved at three years old, and by mm-hmm. the time you're 20 years old, you're you're so yeah. lukewarm and apathetic. Mm-hmm. You yeah. might be 20 years old and yeah. super young, but you've already lost the passion. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so sometimes it's just it's that again that gravitational pull to want to bring us back into mundane existence. That we have to keep battling. So, so yeah. I don't always know the answer, but we have. I mean, it's, it's getting it. It's those traditional answers, but it is. It's getting in His presence. It's it's the only way that keeps us from that. Continuing to experience the move of God. Yeah. Continuing to let the Holy Spirit convict us, change us. It's the only way that we can resist that yeah. mentality. Yeah. Um, so we go on chapter eight. You know, okay. you see the sporting events. You see the sign John three sixteen. Everyone holding mm-hmm. up everything. You know. But would you hold up a sign that says Luke 9.23? You know, it talks about here how, you know, everyone, you know, knows that verse by heart. And it talks about Mm -hmm. how Jesus is love and Jesus died Mm -hmm. for you because he loved you. But Luke 9.23 says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You know, it's kind of Tim Tebow's fault, isn't yeah. it? That he's never put that on his... Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tim. Where's the ninth... No, just... well, you, know, you know he's producing movies now. He's also trying out for baseball, too. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's going to be another Bo Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we need to understand that Luke part. Because, yeah. yes, John 3 thing is very important. But you need the Luke nine twenty three to go after it, mm-hmm. because you need to take up your cross daily. You need to follow him. Yeah, you know. 
John 3, 16 emphasized believing. Mm-hmm. But Luke 9, 3, 3 focused on following. And that's what we need to do every day, follow him. Yeah. To, to, to harp on what we just talked about, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I joke sometimes that like we fell so in love with John 3.16 that we forgot about Luke 3.16. Because Luke 3.16 says, John, John came to baptize you with water, but I came to baptize you with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Luke 3.16. Yeah. So we forget you know, that they've got to move beyond, and the Holy Spirit now wants to empower us to be this Luke 9.23 lifestyle. Yeah. Well, let, let me just ask, ask this question because I... I don't. I don't under. I don't understand it. Uh, but uh, I speak in tongues. You know, I, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I mean, I knew him immediately. You know, uh, <clears throat> but I know people that I can see the like the Holy Spirit in them, but mm-hmm. I've never heard them speak in tongues, and I've seen them do some dynamic fruit things you know yeah um i know that it says that speaking in tongues is the evidence of that mm-hmm. but do, does the speaking in tongues is that is that the only way that you can tell that somebody is is full of the spirit well yeah <laughs> there are a lot of spiritual gifts yeah. I mean, I know there's a scripture in there about yeah, there's a lot yeah, of different yeah. spiritual gifts. Right. It's not the only one. Because I, I know right. that, so, I think people struggle a lot of times uh, with, well, they, I don't speak in tongues, or they, and I've seen, God, I've seen, I've, I've seen men here that have, they want that, you can tell that they want that, and they will spend exhausting amount of time, people holding up their arms you know just because they're they're giving out it's just like they're they're you know they don't speak out anything you know or for whatever reason maybe they're they just they don't want to feel like they're making it up so they don't they just don't say they don't want it to be themselves they want it to be the holy spirit you know Um, and so i just see man I, i see guys get defeated you know it's just like yeah. Oh, it didn't work again. And so they want to come back less and less in that pursuit. And it's just, I, I just see them defeated, you know, and then they yeah. just don't want to go. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, I see these guys doing wonderful, yeah. awesome things in in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe somebody can help me with that. I it, you know, my, I mean, if you ask me point blank, I simply believe biblically and based on my experience right. that tongues can be a natural outflow of a follower of Christ's lifestyle. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. But the the pursuit is always Jesus and his presence. That's the simple pursuit, you know? Right. And we're not pursuing tongues. Like for right. me, now, okay, I, I would say like when I had that experience where I prayed in tongues, I was reading the Bible. I was reading about Pentecost. I was reading about the book of Acts. I specifically asked Jesus for that. And right. it happened very naturally and easily. So I think there's a multitude of issues bad teaching, bad theology, etc. But to, uh, I would never, I would never say because someone doesn't speak, pray in tongues that the Holy Spirit can't work powerfully in their life. Right. 
Uh, and then they're so anyway, you know, it's like I just kind of at the end of the day, you know, I say here's I do sincerely believe that this is for you. I believe it's an individual gift. I believe it's important to an individual follower of Christ. I believe it's important in the life of the church. It's an important gift in the life of the church overall in our collective gathering. But, you know, it's not, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I, I guess uh, like individuals, those individuals that struggle with that, I wish, and, and I guess in part arrogance, I wish I could be the one that would have sat down with them the first first talk with them about the Holy Spirit because I think there's so many misunderstandings and misteachings and forced things and weird things where we again uh, it can just be a very natural yeah and it should be it it should be I I I know that uh, I think what happens is is sometimes people make trying to mean well (laughs) maybe I don't know but they'll come up to them and I, uh, I I personally had a friend that I brought from the sheriff's office one time uh, to our church, and he had uh, he had just come to know the Lord, and he was excited. And he's one of these guys that's just brilliant, very smart, uh, very high IQ. And he started studying the Bible, and uh, he, he started bringing his kids to church, and he started talking about the, the Holy the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I want that, I want that. And so uh, we. Uh, uh, we're having an altar service, and he come up, and um, he he was asking for that, you know, and and praying for it. Well, then we had uh, a few people that was coming around praying, and then we had some people that, you know, he was getting tired, and and he hadn't started speaking in tongues, <laughs> and here come Over. a couple people, and and it was, you know, and there and then they started saying. Uh, yeah, just say just Jesus say, real fast. Yeah, say or... Jesus real fast to, you, <laughs> to the point that you start stuttering, and then you've got it, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah. in his mind, and it, and they and they, he just melted down after. Yeah, they lost it. Yeah, and, he yeah. was just it was it was done, and and they wouldn't let him go to the point that I finally went up and stepped in, and I should have done it much sooner. Yeah, but I went up there and said, guys, this is enough. Because you know, the and and the approaches for me is like you know the Holy Spirit works in the context of who we are. Yeah. And our personality. So yeah. let me give you an example for that guy. For example, sometimes people are very introverted and they're not people person. Right. So then we expect that person to come to an altar in front of a large group of people yeah. and get surrounded by them <laughs> and start having hands placed all over them. <laughs> yeah. And then have them focus on something God is wanting to do in them. It, it just, you know, does, right. does that make sense? You know, yeah. like someone who's so introverted would be like, Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah. they can't even think about what God's wanting to do with them because yeah. they're so worried about like they're freaked out. They yeah. got people laying hands yeah, on them. Weird. Uh, they don't even yeah. like to be touched. Yeah. They don't, you know. So yeah. we, that's why sometimes I tell people just, you know, just, just let the whole, some people. It could be like you could be at home washing your dishes and you get yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you praying tongues there? Because that's the a, a safe right. place where you can commune with the Lord, right. and it's not, you know, so. Again, at the end of the day, I think it's a gift for everyone. But just just pursue Jesus, and if you are open to what God has for you, that's again, that's I would make my argument yeah. for certain things. Right. But at the end of the day, just stay open to whatever God has for you, because right. that's the only way we're going to experience revival too. You know, because right. all great revivals, because even us, so even myself, or. Pentecostals, we kind of think, oh, we really got the presence of the Lord. We got this thing. Really, we know what it's all about. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because there was a time, you know, now the Sons of God or with the the fellowship I function in, there was a time when tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that was dormant in the body of Christ. Right. And when that 
new when that gift was unleashed again, there's loads of people are like, this is not of God. Yeah. This is not biblical. So what are some of the dormant things that the Holy Spirit are going to release that are, are even going to be challenging to us yeah. in the future that we're going to be like, whoa, wait, wait, this isn't our form of, re- whoa, whoa. You know, well, if I'm pursuing the Spirit yeah. and allowing the Holy Spirit to be released, might be a new wave of prophecy, might be a new wave of healing, you know? Yeah. The gifts of the Spirit are not limited to praying in tongues. Yeah. That, that would just, that would make the Holy Spirit so small. If that's all he was. Yeah. yeah he's more Try than to that. put him in a box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, on page 116, it says, anyone means everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I ha- I've gone, you know, talking to people in New and when I was in college, we go to the streets of Dallas and everything, and this one guy just couldn't get, he thought he did so wrong that he couldn't mm-hmm. get into heaven. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't get... So I, I like to quote that John three sixteen to people I minister to, and then I will I'll even bring up and you know, read the verse to them, and I'll say, you know, for you know, everyone will be saved, and then I'll put except their name, and they're like, well, is that in there? I was like, no, it's not in there, because God means everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They can't get past the wrong they did. Yeah, and there's a lot of people like that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that they've done too much or done so much or been so bad that they could never be forgiven. Look at David, how much he did. Yeah. And God still forgave him. Yeah. Moses. Yeah. Well, and and the thing that we have to, I think we have to realize is it is not us to convict that that person or, you know, sometimes we feel like we got to win them over by, by it's a fight. And it, it's not us. It, it is the Holy Spirit that it speaks to them, and, and you know, we're to just be there to to really God. love on them, mm-hmm. to bring them the truth, yeah. love on them, and and help them through it. it and uh, getting somebody, it's a mind, you know, it's a mindset. They live that, they lived that life for so long that they, they're, it becomes their identity, you know. And it's like, I've done this, I've been really bad, and I cannot, mm-hmm. I cannot overcome it. Because that devil just kind of keeps whispering to them, you know, about it. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to the homosexual part of Dallas, and we used to minister to them. And it was the same way they felt they did so bad that God couldn't save them. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to that one guy, and, you know, he didn't get saved. But hopefully, you know, by me just planting that seed, that just, just, hey, God loves you. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, is I think a lot of people, when it comes to that, it, it's, it, they get to thinking, well, if I'm going to live for Jesus, I'm going to have to give up <laughs> this lifestyle, you know. I'm going to have to give up being with this partner. <laughs> I have to give up my you know, comfort to my, you know, and, what I know. And that's, you know, it's kind of like that rich uh, ruler that come to Jesus and said, what must I do to... To, to be saved to, to get into heaven well you sell need everything. to sell you know, everything yeah you know. sell everything and he's like what and he just turned around and was yeah. sad you know not realizing that the riches that he is going to get from Jesus yeah. by following mm-hmm. is going to by far outweigh everything that he's given up but the tr- in here it's like what is it going to cost you because yeah. it's going to cost you something mm-hmm. um, 
so in in this chapter he brings up the story of the white room with the white couch <laughs> i don't know if i would ever have that you know where he got this white room in this house and there's a white couch and the his wife's like kids you cannot be in that room nothing <laughs> and then she goes in one day and finds a stain <laughs> yeah so she calls all the kids up and was trying to figure out before she even mentioned it the middle child runs upstairs and hides in the closet wonder who did it one you know, <laughs> yeah. 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 so they go talk to her and you know everything and try to bring her down and yeah and she asked the question do you still love me mm. you know does god still love us <laughs> if we done this wrong yeah uh this is the story i was talking about when i first mentioned when first started in here it talks about matthew and mm-hmm. you know matthew went by another name it went by what, levi what page are you on um 119. 119 yeah 119 is okay. when the 120 yeah. is where it talks about matthew starts with matthew okay. you know matthew went by another name he went by levi which levi or the levites were the priests mm-hmm. so you know his parents probably wanted him to be a you know go into be a leader religious leader but he didn't make the cut. Yeah. You know, his granddad, his dad, and great-granddad were probably all priests and worked in the service of the church. But he just didn't make the cut. He didn't, like it says in here, he didn't make rabbi school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he went totally opposite direction. He became a tax collector. He, you know, collected money from the people. He rejected his people. Mm-hmm. And... So they said that back then, tax collectors couldn't even go into the church anymore. They couldn't, they were so hated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Jesus came to him and gave him an invitation. Mm-hmm. He said, follow me. Yeah. Matthew had a choice. He could accept that invitation or could he continue doing his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love this story in here about Matthew and how he decided yeah. to follow Jesus. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Well, when you just, in general, when you look at the people Jesus selected, there was a lot of intentionality to that. You know, he didn't pick out the... The elite. The talented, the elite, the the religious or the quote-unquote spiritual. You know, he chose sinners uh, and it's been a common theme for him in what he's done. But it just, again, it just always leads to that example of how, what a redemptive, powerful, merciful, loving God is that he, he takes and transforms and changes the hearts and lives of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even the, just think about it, he picked, you know, the, the, the fishermen and things like that. Even the disciples would have been like, I guess I gotta let you in, but I'm not gonna trust you because Matthew was not a trusted person. That that job they stole from the people was not very trustworthy. But the disciples did anyway because Jesus said they had to. You know, later down in life they probably did trust him. Mm-hmm. But they just did it because Jesus. Yeah. I like it. it says on page 125, Matthew didn't have to think. Matthew just got up. And Matthew got up and followed him. It wasn't debating or anything like that. Should I do it or should I not do it? Matthew decided, yes, I am going to follow him. 
Hey, thanks for joining us and listening into this roundtable discussion of Not a Fan. We got one more for you, but I hope you enjoyed it and it challenges you to think about if you are a fan or a follower of Jesus. We'll talk to you next time.